You don't put those inside of you, do you? This is a show about women. I mean, you do? Finally, a show about women that isn't just a thinly veiled aspirational nightmare. It's not hosted, not narrated. We're just dropping into a woman's world. I found out when my dad was gay when I was 10. We were in a convertible on the 405 freeway, listening to the B-52s. Looking back, I should have said, this is gay. This is already all gay. <laughs> Listen to Finally a Show on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. As the number one audio company, iHeartMedia gives you access to all. Every audience, live conversations, trusted influencers, and the insights and data you need to grow. iHeartMedia is your access company. Go to iHeartResults.com for more. John Stewart is back in the host chair at The Daily Show, which means he's also back in our ears on The Daily Show Ears Edition podcast. Join late night legend John Stewart and the best news team for today's biggest headlines, exclusive extended interviews, and more. Now, this is a second term we can all get behind. Listen to The Daily Show Ears Edition on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The world is full of magic and wonder, if you know where to look. And I'm obsessed with looking for it. I'm Simon Sinek, and I host a podcast called A Bit of Optimism. Each week, I have a short conversation with someone who inspires me or teaches me something about life, leadership, and other curious things. I hope you'll join me on the journey. Listen to A Bit of Optimism on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, and welcome to What Future. I'm your host, Joshua Topolsky. And uh, I guess we have a real treat today. I'm excited. We managed to get a guest on that, uh, frankly, was a pretty, you know, a pretty hard booking to lock in and uh, not surprising due to all of the, all of the excitement swirling around this person. Uh, but, you know, I do have a little bit of an in. And so, uh, you know, I'm excited to say that today on the show, we have the, uh, well, former editor-in-chief of Threads, Katie Natopoulos, uh, who also is a former senior reporter at BuzzFeed and a general like uh, internet personality, I think a well-known and well-loved and also probably hated internet personality. I'm excited to talk to her. I should also say that, um, you know, she is my sister-in-law, but that that's just an icing on the cake as far as I'm concerned, because Katie, long before she was my sister-in-law, was an iconic figure online. And so I'm excited to get her back on the show and talk about her latest adventure, which involves a wild ride with uh, the one and only Mark Zuckerberg. So let's just not waste any more time. Let's just get into this thing. What is that, coffee over there, Katie? Drinking a coffee late in the day? It's actually, it's a beer. Is it beer? Are you <laughs> hiding it? You're concealing your beer? Well, what I wanted that? to keep it cold. Yeah. Because okay. otherwise it was like going to get like warm in the can. I was it like, reads, yeah, it reads as concealment, but I do understand. Uh, I understand what you're saying. For Father's Day, I, we got like thermoses to drink beer in the park, um, which sounds also now sad, but... Um, to conceal it, you mean? Well, so there's like every Sunday, there's like a concert yeah. in the park here and like everyone brings right. like beer and wine. Um, But like this way it can be like it has like a lid so it doesn't spill. Mm -hmm. So it's my so now I found it very convenient. Keeps things frosty. That's great. Uh, Katie, <laughs> I'm glad that I could get you back. <laughs> I'm glad I could get you back on the show. Even though we are, uh, you know, related and, uh, you know, in a family together, it's hard to connect. You were just saying, you are just saying before we started that um, you guys hadn't been to uh, swim. We have a pool and you hadn't been over to swim. And that is, that is true. Oh, not all summer long. And we're in, we're in mid-August right now. 
It's true. I've been uh, I've been waiting for an invite, but my um, my uh. inbox is strangely empty. Wow. Well, you know, it's a standing invite, you know, basically, but I guess you're right. We could be more proactive about it. So on that issue, I guess I am fully to blame, but, (laughs) but you've had a busy, you have personally had a very busy summer and I wanted to talk about it. I don't remember the date exactly, but this was the summer of threads. I think as everybody's been referring to it, um, it's the, (laughs) uh, I think we've all been talking about, uh, meta introduced its Twitter competitor threads and, uh, you know, too much fanfare. It's built a huge following, a huge amount of followers quickly on on threads. Hundreds of millions of people have joined, or at least 100 million, I don't know. And uh, you were, you know, early on, you were really setting the tone on threads as um, Meta's uh, threads editor-in-chief. Yeah. First off, could you talk about the experience of what that was like building, you know, working with the team, with Adam and Zuck to build the product, and just talk a little bit about the creation of threads? So, uh, Josh, first of all, thank you for having me on. Um, I'm your sister-in-law, and I've been a uh, a, a tech reporter uh, for a long time, previously at BuzzFeed News, which unfortunately shut down uh, at the end of April. And I was so lucky to get a wonderful opportunity to become the editor-in-chief of the new Threads app, which uh, launched in the beginning of July. Um, And, you know, I was just so excited to really get to work with the phenomenal team over uh, at Meta. And just seeing them work was like, wow, you know, it was like like watching the the Miracle on Ice hockey team. Oh, okay, wait, (laughs) hold on, wait, who is... For my, who is the miracle? Is that like a show where like people are doing like they're like dancing or whatever? What is miracle? What is the miracle on ice? If you could just share um, that with me, I believe it was the 1980 USA hockey team in the Olympics that, uh, against all odds, beat Russia. Okay. Oh, okay. I mean, it okay. Might have been 84, but I think it was 80. <laughs> so not like a Harlem Globetrotter situation. Like that's in my head. That's what I went to immediately, but the actual thing that happened in history. Okay, that sounds like vaguely familiar. There's actually, I believe there's even a move, a fairly recent movie about it called Miracle. Oh, Um, God. But it was, I think the idea was that they were sort of like the underdogs and the people, which is strange because it's like, why would people think that the U.S. was not good at hockey. I mean, I guess I don't know. I, I don't know the history. I'm There's not a lot of ice. A lot of I feel ice like in this Russia. Is a fairly famous sports thing, and also someone's gonna like respond to this podcast and be like, "It was actually the 1982 Olympics, you idiot." So listen. So you were there at the beginning. You were working with the team, uh, and then of course the app launches. Everybody's freaking out about it. You know, Elon Musk is going crazy, uh, threatening lawsuits, and Zuck is cracking hilarious jokes. Suddenly, Mark Zuckerberg. Your at the time, your boss, your bo- at least your boss's boss, is yeah. uh, suddenly Marky, has become. That's what I call him. Yeah, he suddenly become a little bit of a folk hero. You know, the he's the uh, <laughs> David that slayed Goliath. He's actually like yeah. Goliath. He's like actually like the Goliath that slayed David or whatever. I guess anyhow, <laughs> you know, he's like it's like the bad guy one in a way, mm-hmm. but also yeah. they're they're both bad guys. So like mm-hmm. you know, yeah. again, as I as I put on threads in the early days, I I posted the alien versus predator poster uh from the when yeah. the film came out and it's of course has mm-hmm. the famous tagline whoever wins we lose and i said <laughs> this is the only way to think about the thread situation right it's like ultimately you're you're rooting for a guy who should be tried at the hague they say know? the they say the enemy of my enemy is my friend or something like that i think that's like mm-hmm. i don't know all these guys are shitheads who suck but okay so getting back to it i mean see very successful and accomplished shitheads who suck um, so you, the threads editor in chief, couple of questions. One is, can you tell me a little bit about what the job entailed in that role? Give me a little like flavor of what was going on right around launch as you were, you know, sort of really putting the pieces together. Sure. So I think that, you know, really a big important thing was, um, I would consider my role there as like a vibe, some sommelier, mm. you know, mm. sommelier, yeah. um, a vibe curator, really, you ah, know, and wow. it was, it was a lot of like welcoming celebs on, it was like, Hey guys, We've got uh, Eva Longoria here. Yeah. Oh. That's amazing. We've yeah. got George Takei. He's just threading it up. You're almost you know? like a. Um, you're almost like a. Uh, you wanted to bring the 
the the quality posters to the forefront. You were sort of in, a facilitator in a way. Exactly. And so yeah. when someone like Gary V shows up on Threads, uh, yeah. man, I'll I'm never, like, I'll, I'll never, I'll yes. never forget that day. You know when he yeah. was finally on, and I'm like, finally, hustle culture has arrived on Threads, and Gary's it was so fucking, here. yeah, it was it was amazing. Yeah. But then, listen, it was all going great. The early days were fantastic. Mm-hmm. But then there was a little bump in the road. Can you talk about? Um, the situation that that went down and and which ultimately led to your spoiler alert, but your dismissal as editor in chief. Can you talk a little bit about what happened? Yeah, unfortunately, this this all unfolded in my first day uh, officially on the job. Um, but um, you know, so I was I was just posting because you don't say tweet on threads. I was posting yeah. lots of threads about how I'm the new editor in chief and this is my new job and I'm so happy and excited and a lot of like you know. Th- Full of thread, you know, emoji. Totally. Arm, yeah. You know, muscle arm emoji, rocket ship emoji. Yeah. I thought your energy was amazing because it was really like the, the kindest, most welcoming, like most pro threads mm-hmm. energy that anybody could put out there. Yeah. And um, and then uh, two things uh, sort of went wrong uh, for me. So, you know, I, and of course I was, you know, just doing my job, but um, a journalist from The Intercept, uh Ken Klippenstein, mm-hmm. right? Is that, that's I think so. That sounds right. He's got a great, great newsletter. Got a great newsletter. Yeah. He um he posted a picture of Mark Zuckerberg shaking hands with MBS, the crown prince of Saudi Arabia, who's yeah. you know, committed horrible uh acts. Uh, yeah, yes. And sort of said something like, you know, every time we should just continually keep posting this picture every like in response to Mark, you know, Zuckerberg every time he he posts. Right. Ken's trying to keep monitoring. Right. And I think a little bit, you know, pointing out, hey, because for a moment, you know, it, one sort of uncanny thing about threads is that all these Facebook executives who like never tweeted are like posting it up, um, you know, chopping it up. Yeah. So real yeah. Zuck in, per- Zuck in particular yeah. is was incredibly active on threads. Oh, yeah. Remains incredibly active. So, you know, I think that I think that a little bit people were like excited by that. It was sort of funny. You know, he was doing a little like, you know, riffing on Elon and, uh, you know, seeming like a cool guy. And, you know, I think Ken wanted to remind people that, you know, he's he's complicit in some very bad things. Yeah, he wasn't that so cool. I responded, you know, of course, you know, as editor in chief, I responded to him, you know, waving hands emoji. Hey, Ken. I know that, you know, you didn't know this, but um, actually bullying uh, is not allowed on this platform. Oh, and so right. bullying, if bullying. you ever post this picture again, we're going to have to deactivate your account. Yeah. <laughs> Threads is, is a product that's kind of built out of Instagram. And you have to remember that Instagram has a very strict moderation policy. And so I right. think you have to remind people like threads. It's not the sa- it's not the same situation as Twitter. Not it's not just like any kind of bullying right. is going to fly. You can't just bully billionaires. We don't tolerate right. that here no. on threads. Okay? Yeah, hundred percent. Bullying is bullying. That's right. Um, you cannot bully uh, Mark Zuckerberg. No. And so I think a lot of people, you know, uh, were they were a little surprised by that as oh. official threads policy. Yeah. Okay. And then someone else had uh, responded to me asking, "Are you going to ban the Nazis from threads?" And, uh, yeah. you know, I took a page from uh, my boss, Mark Zuckerberg, who, you know, um, in the past has said that he would be happy to allow uh, Holocaust deniers because it's simply a different viewpoint. That's right. That's right. Um, Fam- I think we should remember famously Mark Zuckerberg, <laughs> who is a Jew, uh, famously told, I think, Kara Swisher, I want to say on a podcast that yes, he yes. he was like, yeah, like if there's Holocaust deniers on the platform, like that's OK, because they just are He's sharing like, their I don't have to viewpoint. agree with them. Right. I think they're wrong, yeah. but I'm not going to ban them. I mean, listen, um, fair. You know, you got to see it. Got to see from every side. Like <laughs> there's the side. It's like, hey, this thing happened. This like a horrible genocidal atrocity happened. You know, that's the like the fact based science based side, you know. But then on the other hand, there's like. A, an opinion like it didn't happen, which I think is also like a valid argument, right? Right. And I, I think at the time, uh, his his reasoning here was, I think it was in the discussion was sort of about misinformation. Yeah. Um, and he was, he was, his argument was that people who are Holocaust deniers aren't intentionally trying to misinform other people when right. they say the Holocaust didn't happen. <laughs> they genuinely believe this no. erroneously, but right. they, they, they're just, they just happen to be mistaken. They, you know... Kind of like how I thought the miracle on ice happened in 1980, but it was really 1982. That's right. You know? uh, I mean, I mean, um, who who amongst us hasn't right, exactly. hasn't believed something that was incorrect and then 
shared it widely on a social network. I mean, right. So, I, I mean, I, I do believe that the uh, stance on Holocaust deniers has changed. Yeah, they reversed uh, the stance. Since, since that interview. I thought um, it was, yeah, it turns out, turns out if you say something <laughs> totally stupid and embarrassing, yeah, and it's obviously wrong. you for like months about it. If it's um, obviously wrong, you will reverse your stance on it. I think yeah, that's incredible. I do, I do think that their uh, their policies on that have, have evolved uh, since that interview. But yeah, anyhow, I, but getting back to the point, you were taking a cue from right, Mark. So someone said, will you, will you ban the Nazis? And I said, here on Threads, you know, we welcome diversity of viewpoint mm. and um, we welcome everyone. This is an inclusive space. Yeah. Um, and that includes uh, being welcoming and inclusive of people who choose to live a Nazi lifestyle. <laughs> 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 and... Um, uh, a lot of people got upset uh, from that. Well, because- I think as a re- I think in in a situation where you're representing, you know, the Threads app, really, when you think about it, like mm-hmm. as the editor in chief, in some ways, you're the most vocal representative of the of that space. I mean, I I get it. You know, I think saying like, uh, we, you know, we 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 don't mind the Nazis here is is a little controversial. I guess. I mean, to Mark, it doesn't <laughs> sound like it would have been that big of a deal to Mark, but but then what happened? Mm. Uh, so, you know, I mean, well, a couple of interesting things happened. So that, that particular post sort of, it, it went like viral, but I can't really tell because threads doesn't show you like retweet count mm-hmm. or like, it doesn't really allow you to see and you can't search. So it's really actually hard to see how far something is traveling. Yeah. Um, like I could see that a lot of people were commenting on it. I could tell that. A significantly above average number of people were commenting on. <laughs> and this it. was at this point. At this point, had the app hit a hundred million users? At this point, I think no. I think that took a day or two later. But okay. but I could also see that people back on Twitter were sharing screenshots of it. Um, I could see that people. Oh, on the okay, wait a second. And wait a second. Sorry, we're talking sorry, about. Sorry, it. just to be clear. So people off platform were screenshotting it, and they were sharing on other platforms. Like, like the editor in chief of Threads just said this. Right. So God, that's incredible. Like, God, Katie. There was a lot of like, <laughs> you know, hey, I'm I was considering checking out threads because this was, you know, it was like the first day or something. A right. lot of people were like, should I try it? Should I go for it? And then people would be like sharing the screenshot being like, no way. I'm not going to join this app because look what the editor in chief says. Right. Um, yeah. I feel like at this point. Josh, I feel like I have to spoil the bit. And for, for anyone who's listened this long to really? the bit, I feel well, like we... I need to make it clear that, like, I was joking. I was not the editor-in-chief of Threads. <laughs> okay, fine. All right, fine. Let's let's spoil the bit. Katie was pretending to be the a role that doesn't exist, the editor-in-chief of Threads. And then, I mean, I actually, I mean, I was hoping we could continue the bit through to the point where you were called into... I th- believe you said you were called into Mark's office, but maybe it was Adam's. Right. <laughs> and, and, um, I mean, I, you know, I think that I just, I feel bad for any listener who's like tuning in being like, why is Josh talking to this like weird pro-Nazi. person who had this horrible oh, job? Oh, well, um, I don't think, I think my audience is savvy enough to see through the veil of, okay, of okay. Uh, humor that we've dropped on them. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as infinity presents a new chapter in luxury the premiere of the all-new 2025 infinity qx80 join us march 20th live from the edge at hudson yards in new york city featuring an unforgettable performance by grammy and academy award-winning singer songwriter and composer john batiste the all-new infinity qx80 is unlike any luxury suv you've ever seen Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. I don't understand what the big fat ones are. You don't put those inside of you, do you? I mean, you do? This is a show about women. Okay, so I just reapply my lip gloss after eating a delicious lunch. We are headed back now to European political systems class at Baruch College. 
Finally, a show about women that isn't just a thinly veiled aspirational nightmare. That's it. That's actually the name of the show. It's not hosted, not narrated. We're just dropping into a woman's world. It's like reality TV on the radio. I found out when my dad was gay when I was 10. We were in a convertible on the 405 freeway, listening to the B-52s. Looking back, I should have said, this is gay. This is already all gay. <laughs> Listen to Finally a Show on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Some people won't give you the real talk on drugs, but it's time we know the facts. Fentanyl is killing people. It's a powerful opioid, often made illegally and commonly mixed with illicit drugs. It can even be pressed into counterfeit pills that resemble prescription medications. Just two milligrams, about the size of a few grains of sand, could potentially be lethal. This isn't an ad to scare you, but it is an ad to make you think twice. Get the facts. Go to realdealonfentanyl.com. This message is brought to you by the Ad Council. What up, everyone? It's Lunchbox from the Bobby Bone Show, and I'm here to tell you the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car, like a legendary Camry built for performance and available with all-wheel drive. You can count on your new Camry to get you anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. But so, yeah, to be clear, you were doing a bit. So it was a bit <laughs> at like, it was basically like the first day I like signed up for an account. I was like, I, you know, what am I going to do here? And I was like, immediately my brain went to like, I've got to fuck around. Like yeah. I've got to troll lightly on here. No, well, you, because I think people have to understand uh, that you are a professional poster. And um, like, I think a lot of people don't realize like what that means. What it means is when you get on a platform, you're going to, you're going to post. And, uh, you went right to the, to the heart of the matter. You went right to the heart of posting, which was right. pretending to be an employee, <laughs> pretending to be an employee of threads. <laughs> uh, and, and, and because you have like a, you know, you have a following and people like started following you immediately. It was like, I mean, and everybody who was following you, who knows you and your thing was like, this is the greatest bit of all time. Like everyone was like playing along with the bit. And, uh, and so, yeah, I mean, it, it quickly spiraled out of control from what I could well, tell. You know, I feel a little bad because I, I, I think I probably overestimated the quote, everyone who knows me, like knew it was a bit because I think that like people who know me well knew it was a bit, um, people who maybe were like vague acquaintances and keep in mind threads hooks into your Instagram friend graph. So it was like, you know, my right. friends on there were like people who, you know, like like real normies, like not um, people who were maybe familiar with my work or your you know. Twitter graph and your Instagram graph are a bit different. Right. And also, like, there's just plenty of people who like maybe they followed me on Twitter or something, but they don't like know me. And, you know, like if I'm saying something that sounds like a conceivable truth and then I'm like, haha, you suckers, I was lying. Like, I don't know. It's not their fault for not knowing that. Right. Like, I, I think what was funny about it to me, at least, was that the idea of an, an editor in chief of threads was both ridiculous, but plausible, um, <laughs> plausible. And, and, and I, think, I think widely accepted by by many people, to be honest. You know, there was this sort of I mean, like there is not an editor in chief of threads, but there was a time, uh, you know, in like 2015 or something where it seemed like every app had like an editor in chief, you know, or like right. there was always some sort of like former journalist person. And that was for a while a very lucrative thing to do to like be a journalist and then go be the editor of like Snapchat or something. Right. Yeah. And so and that 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 moment is sort of over. Yeah. By the way, I went back while you were telling the story and just went to went to look at some of the um, 
the post you're doing. What strikes me as particularly like I think resonant about them is that you are basically doing like what Linda Yaccarino has been doing on uh, Twitter. <laughs> like it's like a person who is so on the fucking payroll, mm-hmm. like so obviously embarrassingly on the payroll for like kind of a shithead, but has to be like everything's going great. Right. It's like if this is fine type of tweeting or posting or whatever, mm-hmm. if you're like, you know, just got out of a big meeting with Zuck and the meta team. We're absolutely loving all the great posts you are all doing here. Keep up the great work, everyone. RT this and make sure you follow me. And then you're like, you know, Keith Edwards, threads hit 30 million users in 10 hours. My God. And you are like, quote, quote, posting this. And you're like, amazing. Great work, everyone, on my threads team. And then you've got like the arm, the the bodybuilding arm and the rocket and the threads emoji. It's like, it's just very, it's just very like, you know, in a way, it's like, you know, blink twice if, you know, you need help or whatever. Like, yeah. uh, I feel like my one of my favorite ones was I think I said something like, I just want to, like, say how many amazing posts there are, especially from brands. <laughs> yeah, I know. Actually, I just went past that. Um, one thing I'm loving is how funny brands are on here. You guys are killing it. <laughs> That's a post that you did on threads. I like this one too. This one is amazing. It's a, a repost of Mr. Beast, who's like, to celebrate threads launching, I'm going to give this Tesla to a random follower. And you're like, woohoo, the threads team and I worked hard with Tesla and Mr. Beast to make this awesome contest happen. Thank you to Elon for donating the car and your support of this silly little app. Then it's the threads emoji, a thread emoji, the rocket ship emoji, the strong arm emoji, and the car emoji. It's just so fucking perfectly bland cheerleading of like the product that it is, I would say like largely all that like Linda Yaccarino has done on Twitter. It's like, I'm not sure mm. that she has any power, but she definitely goes on Twitter and is like, we're so excited about what we're building here. And it's like, are you? Or she's just cashing the yeah. check. Anyhow, but uh, yeah. So, so, but then you went through a whole thing where you got fired. Like you went through a whole right. bit. So the Nazi thing in particular, I could tell was like getting a little out of hand. And when I say out of hand, it was like, all my friends and people who sort of like knew me knew this was very clearly a joke and that the joke is about how Facebook and platforms have kind of actually yes. argued that. Yes. You know, no, like, the joke <laughs> is the joke is this is the answer that they actually fucking give a lot of the time when you're like, are you going to moderate right. is- Nazis? Are you going to moderate like hate speech? Are you going to moderate lies? And they're like, well, we welcome all viewpoints. And it's like, right. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And I could tell it had traveled outside of that bubble of people who know me and knew it was a joke. And it was on to something bigger where people were just generally aghast by it. Um, Which, you know, again, I think is a good thing because I think people should repeatedly feel aghast by like the poor content moderation decisions that are happening on platforms. But Wait, hold on. Hold on a second. Hold on a second. Is this real? There's a fucking... Oh, there's like some economictimes.indiatimes.com. Who is Katie Natopoulos? Know about editor-in-chief of Threads now fired over a controversial post. <laughs> it's just like, I think an actual article from some like... Oh, it is. Okay. Take you to Twitter on Friday, July 7th. Katie Natopoulos announced on Twitter that she is now fired as editor-in-chief of Threads, Meta's new social media app. They recently launched... Okay, whatever. This is like 100%. Like, if you search for Nazi lifestyle... Hold on. If you search... Oh, this is... Okay. If you search for Nazi lifestyle Threads app, that's like the second... There's multiple articles. There's actually multiple articles written about this. I think what happened was that um, it basically like, you know how, you know, the sort of famous tweet about how like everyone's goal on Twitter is to not be the person of the day. Right. Yes. Yes. Um, I was the threads person of the day for like a moment. (laughs) And I think it got to the point where it's probably somehow hit some Google metric of trending. Yes. Um, (laughs) <laughs> like, and so these SEO like sites that kind of, you know, like what's the one like um breaker or like, I don't know. They're all um, like, yeah. anything that basically is just like sensing whenever there's a blip in the like the site Dex, Dexerto. Like, Do you know the site Dexerto? Yes. I feel like yeah, this is a, don't worry. There's a Katie Natopoulos one now because of this too. On yeah, no, who is, who is Katie Natopoulos? Troll threads editor goes viral with controversial <laughs> posts. I mean, they did like a full on Buzzfeed style, like fucking slideshow shit on this like it's so funny because it feels very ai generated too right oh yeah i'm not sure that these aren't 
to be honest. Like, uh, I think it just attracted enough Google information. I think that the the post on Threads had traveled enough that people enough people were googling who is Katie Dinotopoulos because they were trying to figure out if it was legit or right, not. I think right. I think a lot of people were like unclear. Well, also the fact that you had been for a long period of time a a reporter at BuzzFeed made the plausibility of you becoming the editor-in-chief of Threads just absolutely perfect. I mean, it was like completely acceptable to believe that, oh yeah, like, yeah, right, like BuzzFeed News shut down and like she got a new job as like editor-in-chief of Threads, like completely. By the way, I'm sorry, I'm reading sportskeeded.com, some fuck, there's some these crazy uh, spam, random fucking, God, the internet is full of such garbage. Oh, definitely. Well, one thing is a couple of them said that Incorrectly, they thought the my account was taken down. What ended up happening? Yes, they is did that say that. That's right. the The Nazi post was taken down. Uh, that that one single post. Uh, that <laughs> right. was the post where you pretending to be as a joke the editor in chief of Threads, a role that does not exist, where you were telling a person a thing that you had zero actual power to do or implement, which is letting people who live a Nazi lifestyle post on threads they took that post down just to be clear that that is correct so, so and, and what were the, what was the rationale was it impersonation what was the no um when you get a post taken down it doesn't tell you like exactly why and you know there's a very clear reason for that because a lot of the time face facebook doesn't want you to know exactly its rules right like they keep it fuzzy for a reason because as soon as people know the exact rules they're going to game the system right <laughs> so it just said like this was in violation of our policies or whatever Uh, my guess would be that it would fall under like um you're not allowed to like encourage or show support of hate groups so you can't say i like you can't say i'm not a nazi but i support them right sure yeah okay fair uh so i have a feeling it probably fell under that umbrella i see i mean i wouldn't be totally surprised if the fact that i was also impersonating a threads employee played some context yes i think there's sort of two uh, versions one is that like people probably reported it you know like people report things for history it flagged to some outsourced moderator who had to make a decision in 0.5 seconds some guy in a sweatshop who has to look at the worst shit possible does this you can't like you're not allowed to praise nazis or show support of them like does that count as praising nazis i don't know maybe like sure take it down whatever like better you know frankly you know what better safe than sorry fine i'm happy with that you know um or it's possible i think much less likely that like there was a higher level discussion about whether or not to allow that very misleading and inflammatory <laughs> post about right. Meta itself to continue. Well, I think I think in a way it would it expose. First off, it was a very funny bit, and everybody who does know you thought it was very enjoyable to watch it play out. But I think what it exposes, like you touched on it already, is the real and sort of absurd reaction that these companies have to things that to a to a person, a normal person, seem obviously like addressable. And I think you brought up the thing where uh, Zuckerberg said, you know, well, it's a different opinion or whatever about like Holocaust deniers. And I think like Mm -hmm. there was also as a part of that, and it may have been that interview or it may have been a separate post that he did on Facebook or something where he was like, I don't believe I should be, you know, the person who decides what speech like should be allowed and shouldn't be allowed on this platform or whatever. And his like rationale was like, well, it's such a big platform and there's so many people on it. Like I can't be the one, you know, the guy who decides. And it's like, well, you know what? The, the thing is, it's a publicly owned company that is a for-profit business. And like, ultimately you actually get to say as the CEO, what you won't will and won't allow on the platform. And they do it all the time, right? Like there's a ton of shit. There's a ton of shit you cannot put on Facebook, like a million different horrible things you cannot post on Facebook. And it's like, mm-hmm. you could decide. And just have you just have to deal with the fact that people will go like, you're not letting all the viewpoints on here. But it's like, so fucking what? Right. But they don't want to do that. They want to play this like weird middle ground. Like, for what reason? I don't really know. I understand like the concept, but it's not hard to be like like the reason is clear, right? Like 
that ultimately Mark Zuckerberg doesn't really care about the moderation. He cares about getting hauled in in front of Congress and having Republicans yell at him because he moderated too much, right? Right. So this gives him the whole excuse of like, (laughs) we created this outside the Facebook Oversight Committee and basically just punt all those hard. He does not, he would do anything to not have to be the one to make the decision about banning or not banning Donald Trump, right? I would love, I would love to be in front of Congress and have someone be like, you know, question the why or why are you banning Nazis thing, you know, and just be like, look, dude, you know, if somebody's clearly posting Nazi shit, like, I don't know, seems pretty straightforward. Like, if you think otherwise, like, I'm all ears. I just don't understand the argument But, you there. know, it's it's never, okay, so it's never going to be the Nazis, No, right? but like, you can use the, the Nazis. And, and, and you can use fair, the Nazis. Well, to be fair, Facebook has banned Nazis for a long time. Okay. Which is like, and so has Instagram. And like, frankly, the question about like, are you going to ban Nazis on threads? is like, yeah, you know what? They've had like, you're not allowed to like, already be a Nazi for a long time. Right. Like the only place where Nazis aren't banned is Twitter. That's the. Right. Or, te- you know, honestly, technically they probably are. No, I don't think they are. I don't think they are. Actually. I don't, I have a feeling if you are like, literally, I'm a Nazi, like that stuff, it's probably a no. Yeah. But. I think where you get into trouble is all these edge cases of things like like libs of TikTok is the perfect example of something that's this like really frustrating edge case for these things where it's like she's constantly towing the line of like, oops, I'm going a little bit over what you said the rules were. Oops, I'm not, I'm you know, back and forth. And if it wasn't someone who had like millions of followers and all of a sudden like a lot of eyes on her, they would have banned her a long time ago. But now it's like. Now she's this like nightmare person who's so popular that if she gets banned, then like Josh Hawley's going to yell and like, right. It's not necessarily just like the Nazis because that is like the reason everyone sort of uses that as the example. It's like, of course you ban the Nazis. The question is like, do you ban the transphobes? Like, right? Do you ban? Maybe. I don't know. There's a lot of stuff that doesn't fall under hate speech that is very objectionable, right? Right. Or that like. Hmm. They wiggle. They're they're really right up against that of, of the line sure. of you know. Hey, maybe some other posts get flagged. Some other posts don't. You know. Yeah, yeah. And so that's where they run into problems. You know, that's where people are like annoyed by them for not being a little bit stricter on that stuff. Right. Right. I mean, like you know, content moderation and trust and safety and policy is not easy. Right. Like I. I think that like it, it sort of does a disservice, I think, to make it also seem like it would just be so easy. Just ban lots of people like that's not yeah. purely the answer. Um, but clearly, Facebook has done a very like there's a there's a lot to point to about how they fail. Right. Yeah. You know, they've they've done a lot of unforced errors. Sure. Witness the dawning of a new era in automotive luxury with a reveal unlike any other as Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Join us March 20th live from the edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring an unforgettable performance by Grammy and Academy Award-winning singer, songwriter, and composer, John Batiste. The all-new Infiniti QX80 is unlike any luxury SUV you've ever seen. Smart enough to anticipate your needs, even before you do. Every line, curve, and detail was thoughtfully crafted, so everything for every passenger feels just right. Don't miss it. Mark your calendars and be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. I don't understand what the big fat ones are. You don't put those inside of you, do you? I mean, you do? Yes. This is a show about women. Okay, so I just reapply my lip gloss after eating a delicious lunch. We are headed back now to European political systems class at Baruch College. Finally, a show about women that isn't just a thinly-veiled aspirational nightmare. That's it. That's actually the name of the show. It's not hosted, not narrated. We're just dropping into a woman's world. It's like reality TV on the radio. 
I found out when my dad was gay when I was 10. We were in a convertible on the 405 freeway, listening to the B-52s. And looking back, I should have said, this is gay. This is already all gay. <laughs> Listen to Finally a Show on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Some people won't give you the real talk on drugs, but it's time we know the facts. Fentanyl is killing people. It's a powerful opioid, often made illegally and commonly mixed with illicit drugs. It can even be pressed into counterfeit pills that resemble prescription medications. Just two milligrams, about the size of a few grains of sand, could potentially be lethal. This isn't an ad to scare you, but it is an ad to make you think twice. Get the facts. Go to realdealonfentanyl.com. This message is brought to you by the Ad Council. What up, everyone? It's Lunchbox from The Bobby Bone Show, and I'm here to tell you the national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car, like a legendary Camry built for performance and available with all-wheel drive. You can count on your new Camry to get you anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models, so no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. At any rate, so, you know, it was a good run. You had a great run. It was a good run. But I, I started getting like a little bit like once I started seeing the like SEO stuff pop up. Yeah. A couple people were really like aggressively. There was like one guy who I was like, buddy, what's 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 going on here? Like he was just messaging me on every possible platform to be like, Nazi jokes are not funny. You're disgusting. And I think at first he didn't know it was a joke. So he was just like. He didn't think it was sure. a Nazi joke. He was like, you're disgusting. You support Nazis. Yeah. And then eventually he realized that it was a joke. And so he was like, Nazi jokes are not funny. But he was <laughs> right. like, you know, he was sending me LinkedIn messages. He was emailing me. I was like, buddy, like, I agree. I don't like the Nazis either. Like, <laughs> but please stop bothering me. <laughs> right. It was getting like a little, I could tell I was in over my head. Um, and so I was like, I got to fire oh, really? myself. I can't okay. keep this joke up much longer. Interesting. Okay. I didn't realize I sort of missed the whole, I mean, I maybe saw somebody share the Nazi thing, like laughing about it or saw you do it. And I was like, well, clearly, you know, she's making this joke. I guess I didn't realize that the reason you stopped was sort of because of this outside sort of weird shit that was going on. Like, well, it's sort of amazing. I mean, I wasn't going to keep up the gag forever. It was also like funny for one day. And then like it wasn't, you know, it wasn't going to be that much funny. Right. Anymore anyways. But but it, it is weird that like because Threads doesn't show you the, you know, likes and reposts numbers, it's hard for an outsider to tell if something is actually going viral or not. So, like, there's no reason you would have known that this was actually, like, blowing up. Right. The only reason I could know is because I was seeing some of the notifications of, like, the responses and the the thing. And I <laughs> yeah. was seeing the chatter on other platforms. Like, I had people, like, texting me weird stuff. Like, honestly, like, it tricked a lot. Like, it tricked Walt Mossberg. Like... Yeah, like, oh, he really? tweeted about it, like, I don't think this Threads thing is going to be very uh -huh. good because of, look at this. Um, like, there was a screenshot that was sort of like a disembodied, and, like, Walt Mossberg doesn't know who I am. He doesn't know that I'm kidding, like. Right. Um, Walt Mossberg, of course, is a very famous uh, tech journalist. But, you know, what's funny is that Walt Mossberg, and I, and I love Walt, but one of his big projects he works on now is news literacy. <laughs> like, he has this whole thing that he's doing around news literacy, and I just want to say, pretty amazing that he saw that didn't fact check who the person was, didn't know yeah, who the person was, like, didn't, and then like just... I, I mean, I have to say like, uh, justice for Walt here, because like, how is he going to fact check Katie Natopoulos is a little piece of shit, right? Like, no, I mean, you could just Google Katie Natopoulos and then be like, well... You could and seen, oh, she is a former reporter at BuzzFeed. She probably know. works at... Like, that makes... Yeah. Checks out. She's right? gone to the like, dark side. I guess, okay, maybe he did. You're right. Okay, you fine. Know? Justice and, like, for Walt. There's no reason for him to know that like... <laughs> 
I'm a gremlin who likes fucking around, you know? Yeah, yeah. Did you feel you were in danger at any point? No, Did you no, feel like no, you had no. gotten it so... Was, I think it was a mix of, like... Part of what I felt bad about is, like, I was dunking, like, the dunk. I mean, it wasn't even a dunk, right? Like, <laughs> it was upsetting people whose viewpoints I agree with, right? Like, people who are like, well, right. I don't want Nazis on my platform, and this upsets me. I'm like, yeah, th- I agree. Like, and so... Well, I, that's the point. It's, I mean, that's the joke. Bit, sometimes there are people who are being, like, a little too, like, gullible and earnest about it, but also, like... No, I, I get it. I get it. But, like, the problem is the reason why it penetrated... And the reason why people were upset is because it sounds exactly like something that some fucking editor in chief of threads hired by Mark Zuckerberg and Adam Mossiri might actually say. Mm -hmm. And like, that's the thing. It struck a nerve both internally, I'm sure, at Meta and also with the audience because it rang true. And 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 by the way, I'm not saying you shouldn't have killed the joke. That makes a lot of sense. But I think what is more telling is it rang so true and so many people reacted in earnest to it. And that's not an accident. And I actually think like at the heart of your joke, which obviously was you ultimately, and I know for a fact you had no ulterior motive of doing anything smart or, <laughs> you know, interesting. I know that I know, I know you well enough to know that you were just fucking around and f- being funny and thought it was like a, a good gag, but like the, at the heart of it, what 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 it really exposes is like the the actual underlying bullshit of these platforms and and like in a way like was it's the most effective possible critique of their shit i mean you know people are always like uh, comedians are the modern day philosophers but you know i think like your your like parody or whatever worked because people think it's completely reasonable that that's what a representative of threads would say and that's actually like a Mark Zuckerberg problem that like they have yet to really effectively solve. So, yeah, you know, and, and to be perfectly fair also, I mean, like I, you know, I did think I was being like a little bit smart and cheeky, but I will also say that I feel like I was a little bit. I mean, I'm not saying it wasn't clever, (laughs) but I'm just saying like, I don't think you were like trying to make a major point about like, society or anything. I I think I thought that like my eight friends would think it was pretty funny. Um, And they did. And they did. Anyway, so yeah, so then I, I think the next day I, I, my plan to get out of it was I said, you know, oh boy, I have an unscheduled meeting in my calendar uh, to meet with Mark this morning. Right. So excited to go and see what the big boss says. And then, you know, 30 <laughs> minutes later, I said, right. oh my God, I can't believe this, but I've been fired. You, you played out the whole, the whole narrative. Yeah. It was a lot of fun for me. <laughs> I'll tell you something. Your thing that you were doing was one of the few things in the early days of Threads that really made me feel like this could work. I was like, oh, like Katie's doing her thing and everybody's kind of like reacting to it. And we're all like, you know, where most of us are in on the joke. Some of us are not. But like, it just felt like weird. You know, it felt like weird Twitter. It felt like, like, you know, the kind of shit that goes on where it's it's loose, you know, and like it's posting. But honestly, like, you know. I don't see a lot of that on threads. I don't see a lot of anything of like yeah, that sparks I any mean, kind of real like delight at this point. I, yeah. I mean, threads has definitely, uh, I mean, all the indicators show that, you know, it's been dropping in users. Although it, it's hard. I don't know. I still check it multiple times a day. Yeah, um, I'm looking at threads I, like on a more regular basis than I'm looking at Twitter. Yeah. I mean, like I, I, I don't know. It's, it, I think it's still like hard to say what will happen. Like, it's not a surprise that people who came for the first day to like be like, oh, my favorite Hollywood celebrities and Instagram influencers are on here. And then, of course, those people sort of dropped off like and aren't yeah, as active. Right. I think the question is, how many people will stick around who were like, I've never been on Twitter or like maybe I joined Twitter once and meh, like I left. Right. But hey, yeah. this Threads thing is kind of fun. And how many people are like, I'm on Twitter and I hate it. So what, is this a good place for me to go instead? You know, like, yeah, I, I think between those two things, like there's, it's got to, it's, you know, I think it's still got a chance. Yeah. I mean, I think know? the the thing about it is, you know, not that we can really know what the future holds, but just seems like the devalue of it and the utility of it is just going down and down. Mm-hmm. The, the question is like, can, I mean, to me, it's like, can the threads app figure out some of the basic things that, that people want who are migrating or who want to use something else, which is like, I need to find all the people that like, I want to follow and they need to be able to find me like the real people that I follow. Not like no diss to my Instagram folks, but like, that graph is not reflective of like who I want for like information and jokes. It's more like, 
things I like to look at or family members who I want to see like pictures of like their like what they're doing on vacation or their kids or whatever. You know what I mean? It's not like, yeah, it's definitely a different use case. And like, I think they need to have some solution to that and they need to have some solution to making it feel like there's an active real time conversation going on. One other thing I think actually kind of sucks is like Twitter tells you when there's new posts, mm-hmm. like it's like there's new posts and you're like, oh shit, I got to check those out. Yeah, Threads doesn't seem to do that from what I can tell. Like if you sit on threads and just like check out what's going on, it doesn't like prompt you to. I mean, that actually feels like something that might be intentional. Like I, I feel like oh, that's a big mistake. As a sort of like, we want to make this a healthy place that doesn't make you feel like you're like addicted and have to refresh constantly. Well, then it so won't work. It, they, they, you need to be addicted. That's the whole point of this yeah. type of service. I believe that they are working on more product features that will address a lot of the complaints that people have yeah, right now. Yeah. I think the thing is like they clearly launched it's such a bare bones version that it may have actually been a turn off to a fair amount of people because you know when you launched it was a like you couldn't even see like just a following feed. It was like it was only the sort of for you. Yeah, right. I mean the funny thing is like had they waited a few more weeks, finished out those extra features they were working on Elon would have done something just as embarrassing. A hundred percent. There's no shortage. Yes, there's no shortage of stupid (laughs) shit that that guy's going to come up with. I mean, I think that like, I think the idea that they had to jump on that timing of like, oh shit, like Twitter's down. Like, let's get our replacement thing out right away. Is like, people still would have liked it because Twitter is still just as fucked up and you know even worse. Um, Yeah, I mean, it's all bad. I do think you know not to. Not to be a downer or whatever, but I do feel like we're just at a period of like the social media thing has just become so such a chore and so like unfun. I find more than anything, like what is just bums me out is there was a period, a pretty long period where at least for my purposes, which is like funny jokes and like, you know, news stuff or like, you know, story stuff that people are like posting or talking about. It wasn't the way it is now. Like it didn't feel that way. It wasn't always combat. Yes, there would be like the character of the day or whatever, but that was like one person. Not everybody was like in the sites, you know, it really wasn't even that fucking popular, like by comparison to an Instagram or a Facebook or like, I think they're like fucking TikTok or Snapchat. They're all way bigger, Oh, yeah. way bigger, but it served a purpose and it was like pretty fun. Most of the time it could occasionally be horrible, but it was like fairly fun. Like most of the time. And then like, you know, I would say, coinciding with like the Trump campaign for sure that definitely upped the temperature on the service. And through those years, I just became like really degraded in like the kind of discourse. It was just people who were mad. Yeah. Uh, And Elon, Elon took that in like, he took all of the anger and the vitriol and the like brokenness and the context collapse and everything and just magnified it in a way that makes it feel really shitty and like a bummer you know to what, use you know what it's like um you know ghostbusters 2 i yeah i'm familiar with the film so you know the the premise there is like there's this haunted painting of this vigo sort of- it's a it's a it's a painting of a guy named vigo yeah vigo. i think his name is like vigo the destroyer or vigo yeah. the, the annihilator or um, something yeah anyhow and he's a sort of you know ivan the terrible type historical persona or whatever and um and he is you know a haunted ghost and he his power he grows more and more powerful by feeding off hate and anger and you know it just so happens his painting has come to the met in new york city and there's this sort of great scene where it's like the subways are just flowing with this pink slime and it's like oh it's because every you know new york city is so angry like right yeah all the time you know cabs honking or whatever yeah i I feel like that's you know that's kind of a metaphor for uh elon musk and twitter it's like speeding off this i agree and by the way the guy's name is vigo the carpathian that's the name of the (laughs) of the painting yeah anyhow but uh i'll tell you what josh i i feel both similar and different to you and here's how okay here Um, we go i too mourn the loss of twitter i mm. loved twitter like mm. it was so much twitter was your home was twitter fun. was your uh your playground well i think a lot of people enjoyed it when it was good right yeah like, i agree was a lot of really when you think when you remember all the fun times we had on there right like it was a great place to be for like jokes and like it was a really useful place for news like if there was like a breaking i remember like it was really useful in hurricane sandy like yeah no i mean there was real there were real time moments on twitter that were really quite valuable yeah and like there was a lot like there were a lot of like really fun things and i like 
I really enjoyed having wonderful, positive connections with other people. And like, that was great. And I like, I like you am sad that it is like, kind of going, or, I don't know, if, it's not gonna shut down tomorrow. But like, it's not that anymore. It's not the fun, delightful place. A lot of the people that I enjoyed communicating with have already left. Mm. Um, it's, you know, it's not as much fun. Oh, like 50% of the tweets on there are about Twitter um, or X. However, I think unlike you, I feel like I have some optimism because I feel like the demise of Twitter and like sort of as you described, like the end of a sort of social me media moment where it's like, Facebook has stunk for a long time and like I think a lot of people have Instagram fatigue too and like mm -hmm. I watch a ton of TikTok but it's nothing that like my friends are using right now like, TikTok is it's, it's, it's like, a close for me that is like a, it's a it's a solitary yes thing. it's a private um, you're not sharing you're not fucking reposting you're not responding you're just experiencing the TikToks right. It's, right. it's pure consumption I enjoy it yeah. um, but yeah. I, I feel like there's not there's not much social going on there for me at least yes but I do think that like this has left an opening for something new and i do think that like i think there's reasons to be optimistic about what new is next you know um wow like, the idea of replacements for twitter that are right. you know conceivably smaller like blue sky mastodon even threads like, yeah i mean this has spoken you know. like Spoken like the future editor in chief of some social network, I have to say. I mean, this the Mark, I'm available for hire. Just so you know. oh. <laughs> I mean, the, look, I'll, t I'll, t I'll say this, and then we got. Unfortunately, we do have to wrap up as much as I'm enjoying this. Mm -hmm. The biggest mistake they made was not hiring you immediately to actually be the editor in chief of Threat. <laughs> in my opinion, the greatest move in the world would have been for them to immediately be like. Let's do it. Let's hire Katie. And also, by the way, I think they'd be fine. I, I for a moment I was like, what if they have to save face and just no, I'm, right? No, I, but like I don't, I don't think that's a job I would want. I do think you would bring a lot of great insight and ideas to into a place like that. And frankly, like I think a service like and I'm not. By the way, I'm not like making a pitch for you, but like a service like Threads would be better for having a person like you there who actually like knows why things like Threads the way it could be like why it's good because i don't think a lot i think there's a lot of people there who don't didn't ever really get or care about twitter who are like we build a thing that's kind of like it and it's like yeah but like you maybe don't actually understand some of the key things that make it useful and interesting mm. anyhow but uh uh katie as always i have just tremendously enjoyed our conversation uh, uh unquestionably you're one of my favorite people to talk to and I'm not just saying that because uh, you are the uh, mother of my uh, of my uh, niece and nephew. Mm -hmm. It's also because you're a genius, a great genius. But it does wow. it is a nice perk that you're the mother of my niece and nephew. I think they're pretty <laughs> cool, and I, I think it's a pretty cool situation, all things considered. All things considered, it is. Um, Josh, you are also one of my favorite people to Thank talk you. to. You are one of the only people in my family who uh, actually appreciated my Threads prank. Oh, well, anybody who, anybody, including Eric, who didn't fully appreciate, I could see Eric being like, you guys stop, gotta knock that off. Like, he'd probably get very upset about it, but uh, he probably he didn't pay that. he was just like rolling his eyes a little bit. <laughs> right. Um, I mean, I can't imagine what it's like to, to be dealing with you on a 24 7 basis when it comes to your like well, presence. The, the problem is, it's exactly what you would imagine, which is incredibly annoying for Eric, my husband, which is that like, it's, it's me on my phone, like yeah. giggling to myself. And yeah. he's just like, and then like i assume at some point you're like oh like uh i'm getting death threats or whatever because like <laughs> right because that definitely has happened on more than one occasion to you like there was only one point where he was like do we need to lock the doors and yeah. i was like ah, you should I lock up okay. <laughs> i lock it up i lock it up you should get some home alone style traps around your house just in case you never know when these guys are going to try to bust in there you have to hit them with some paint cans or whatever yeah exactly uh, all right katie anyhow thank you for joining me and i expect that you'll be back soon to tell us of your new adventures online <laughs> no response to that thanks josh see you around Well, that is our show uh, for this week. And I think what more can be said? I think Katie has said it all. And then I said a little bit extra too. So I guess there could be more said, but you know, I think we're good now. I think we've said it all. Uh, we'll be back next week with more What Future. And as always, I wish you and your family the very best. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. 
The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80. Live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. Does money stress you out? Let FACET flip your financial chaos into clarity. Finding FACET immediately put us at ease. FACET's innovative approach to financial planning ensures your money works as hard as you do, enabling members to experience the joys of having your finances in order. And that makes us FACET for life now, I guess. <laughs> Visit FACET.com, F-A-C-E-T.com to learn more. This ad is sponsored by FACET. FACET Wealth is an SEC-registered investment advisor. This is not an offer to buy or sell securities, nor is it investment, legal, or tax advice. These testimonials are from current FACET members who are not compensated. All opinions are their own and not a guarantee of a similar outcome. You don't put those inside of you, do you? This is a show about women. I mean, you do? Finally, a show about women that isn't just a thinly-veiled aspirational nightmare. It's not hosted, not narrated. We're just dropping into a woman's world. I found out when my dad was gay when I was 10. We were in a convertible on the 405 freeway, listening to the B-52s. Looking back, I should have said, this is gay. This is already all gay. (laughs) Listen to Finally a Show on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Jon Stewart is back in the host chair at The Daily Show, which means he's also back in our ears on The Daily Show Ears Edition podcast. Join late-night legend Jon Stewart and the best news team for today's biggest headlines, exclusive extended interviews, and more. Now this is a second term we can all get behind. Listen to The Daily Show, Ears Edition on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.